to the climb. We got a very special uh, guest here today. Just an overall great, great guy, uh, Coach John Graves, everybody. Um, and uh, he's uh, he's the founder of Fitness on Fire. He's uh, he's just uh, he's a competitive athlete. He um, he just he did a bunch of sports growing up in college, football, basketball, track, different things like that. He's very passionate about um, helping and coaching young athletes to uh, grow into their success. And um, yeah, I mean, that covers it all, really. Um, just welcome. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate this. Thank you for having me, good sir. Appreciate you for having me. Of course. So um, I've always wondered, like, were you, were you, would you call yourself successful in um, your sports growing up? Like, what, did you, did you plan on going professional with any of those, like basketball or football? Oh man, going right away, going deep into into the stocks, bro. Yes, sir. Gotcha. <laughs> Yo, so yeah, I think I was uh, I was a successful athlete. I um, I grew up playing football primarily. I uh, grew up playing basketball a little bit. Wasn't great at basketball. Uh, so during my after football season, coaches like you should wrestle because wrestling will make you tougher for football. So I wrestled. Mm -hmm. I ran track because I get faster for football. And uh, really, really loved the game of football. Definitely loved the game. Um, For sure. You know, it introduced me to fitness in a lot of ways. I, I didn't grow up great at sports or football. Um, my dad was a professional football player. So growing up, oh, wow. I think he was a little sad at first because I think um, I think until I was 10, I was like a video game kid. And then um, when I started middle school, that's when I started playing football. But all these kids have been playing Pop Warner and, and Little League football and, and sports and whatnot. So when I showed up, I was just goofy. I was uh, slow. I was tiny. And um, I started seeing my dad in the summer and I started working out with my dad. He had like some, uh, like a lap pull down machine in the backyard. Um, we'd go out to the stairs at Redondo Beach. We'd run the stairs during the summer, take some sandbags with us and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, basically I learned that if I set a goal, like fitness taught me, if I set a goal, I worked hard at it, I started to see results, right? So I started hitting a little bit harder. All of a sudden I wasn't getting picked on as much. Uh, I started outrunning some of the dudes that I was uh, that I respected, that I thought were the fastest on the team, and all those kind of things. And by my sure. sophomore year of high school, I was a heck of a football player, man. Um, I, I never left the field for my sophomore year, junior year, senior year. I played all all sides of the ball. I was a running back, a slot back, a receiver. I played uh, outside linebacker, nickel back, um, strong safety, cornerback, and then I was a punt return, kickoff return. And uh, your boy could dip, bro. I was I, I was moving back in the day, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. We won two state championships in high school. Um, that was exciting. We were supposed to win our third. We kind of choked our senior year, but uh, a two-time state champion mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and that got me a couple of looks and some opportunities, man. I definitely had some offers to go to different schools. Um, you know, I talked to Butler. Uh, that was a school that I really wanted to go to in Indiana. I'm from Indiana. So, um, but I wanted to go big time, man. I wanted to play like Purdue or IU or something like that. And they didn't really give me the time of day. So I called my dad and I was like, hey, man, uh, I think I want to play I think I want to play ball on the West Coast. Man. Can I come back out to California and uh, check out some schools out there? So during the winter time of my senior year, uh, I went out to California and my dad and I drove up the coastline in a suit and tie and I handed my, 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 my highlight reel to all the coaches at all the different programs along the coastline. And I got a lot of calls back and a lot of offers. Um, and I ended up deciding to play at San Diego sure. State. So I played a little bit at San Diego State. That's a long story that I won't go too mm -hmm. into, but they basically 
might have over-recruited and I kind of got the short end of the straw kind of thing. So I didn't get to finish mm -hmm. out playing ball there, but I played some JC ball. And um, yeah. it was at that time, I guess my mom got kind of sick and I actually started to have to uh, have to work to take care of her. And so that was mm -hmm. where my dream kind of stopped with football. But I, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, man, that, uh, you know, I definitely think I was good enough to go. Everybody thinks yeah. that at least, right? When they, uh, when they're mm -hmm. playing, they're like, nah, man, I would have made it for sure. If I would have kept playing, you would have watched me on TV right now. But uh, <laughs> football, football was more than football was more than the goal that I accomplished or the um, or you know making it to the league or any of those kind of things. It taught me principles. It taught me um, discipline. It taught me about goal setting. It taught me it it kept me out of drugs and alcohol in high school. Um, in the Midwest, that's a lot of stuff that kids are into, and there's just nothing to do. Kids are getting pregnant and, and doing a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing. Um, I was never tempted by any of that because I just wanted to play football. Man, that's all I cared about. And so that's what made it a success for me is that it kept me out of trouble. It got me out of California. It created it created a path and a way and a discipline, and it taught me about fitness, man, and all that stuff. So definitely uh, missed the game. But I do think it was a successful go through, dude. For sure. And then um, when did those like plans of wanting to open the gym really start? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I started. Well, you know, go ahead. What was you saying? I was going to say, or just getting into the fitness business. Like, when did that? When did that first cross your mind? You know, I, I wish I had like a cool story. I just I've always been in the gym. So <laughs> since I was like oh, yeah. thirteen, I started lifting. And I was like, dude, I like fitness. And so. Uh, when I decided I had to get a job leaving after football, um, it was an easy idea. I was like, dude, let's go work at the local gym. So I went to the local gym. Uh, they gave me a job as a sales guy. Um, it won't be modest. I like crushed it. I set like every sales record I could while I was there. Um, and really it was easy for me to talk about training. When I was in uh, high school, I had a chance to work with a trainer and uh, I went to a place called Acceleration Indiana. And uh, the guy, basically is one of the reasons that I, I ended up getting a uh, getting offers out of, out of high school. He took me from like a 4740 to like a 448, right? Like I was dipping, I was moving. Um, so I could speak about how a coach could make a difference for somebody. And so I used to talk to people and then I figured it out too. When I was selling memberships at the gym, I figured out that people weren't there to buy memberships. They were there to solve problems, right? They came into the gym and they're like, Hey man, I need to get a membership. I'm like, well, why do you want a membership? Like, I want to lose 30 pounds. Why do you want to lose 30 pounds? It's like, cause man, I'm just not happy. Why aren't you happy? Well, I, you know, this and that. And all of a sudden I started solving problems and I tied that in with personal training and leaders. And uh, I fell in love with, with um, again, the idea that fitness could be a stepping stone for people to accomplish great things, right? Like the way you, do, sure. what you, do, what you do all things, if you learn how to set goals, um, you get excited about showing up every day, doing little things until they add up to big things. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of what fitness is all about. So I started seeing that. And I think at that point I decided I didn't really want to sell as much anymore. I actually wanted to get into that leadership and I wanted to lead people through that journey. So um, that's when I started getting promoted through the gym world. And I ended up being on mostly, it's crazy. I went from like sales to like personal training manager. And I started managing trainers and learning how to train clients at the same time. Yeah. Right. That was interesting, but that was cool. And then I got promoted a few times, um, got to go to uh, the Olympics and represent 24 hour fitness in the Olympics for, uh, for two different years. And we got to go run gyms out overseas for uh, some of the athletes and stuff. Uh, I got promoted to running multiple clubs in orange County. So I, I, I ran big box 24 hour fitnesses and big gyms for sure. And, uh, 
basically I knew all that time, right as I started deciding about this, I was like, dude, one day I want to be able to create my own culture of greatness. I want to be able to create mm -hmm. a place where I can take all these things and all these experiences and I can build like a world-class personal training gym. And uh, that's yeah. what Fitness on Fire has become, man. For sure, yeah. Um, and uh, how did you know who you wanted to be like riding with you to create like the 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 culture of Fitness on Fire? Like, did you know I want to have these certain people or did, did they seek you out and know what you were doing? Dude, that's a good question. Um, because leadership, it, it, it's crazy, man. When you work with people, there's going to be some days where you are – like sick to your stomach and disturbed and disappointed. People will let you down yeah. sometimes. That's part of leadership. Leadership hurts sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but it makes it all worth it because on some days, people surprise you. Sometimes people rise up. Sometimes people uplift you when you need to be uplifted, right? So, and I've heard this before, that um, people are either in your lifetime, they're in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, Right. People come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. So mm -hmm. I will say that sometimes I just have a gut feeling about people, man, where um, yeah. I've had a couple of people come into my life and I'm like, yo, that's somebody I want to ride with. That's somebody that I think is, you know, passionate about changing the lives of others, passionate about uplifting people, teaching success principles. A really good example of that would be uh, Brian Matthews. Brian Matthews yeah. is the fitness manager at Fitness on Fire. And Brian was a client of mine when I used to rent space as a personal trainer in another gym. And this was a guy that we'd go through these group workouts and he'd be in the class with maybe like six or seven people. And he'd finish the workout first, always a super stud. But then he'd turn around afterwards and the workout was done, but everybody else is still trying to finish the workout. And he would sit there and high five people, encourage them to finish. And that wasn't his job. He was yeah. just another dude sure. at the workout. And I was like, yo, I like this guy a lot, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, so when I decided to open the gym, that was my very first decision was to hire Brian. And Brian's mm -hmm. been there since day one with me building this thing, man. That dude's a ride or die uh, champion. Yeah, definitely. And um, you've done some like competitive Spartan races and stuff like that. So how do you, how do you prepare mentally for that? Because you know, you're about to like, just probably just like, <laughs> like I guess ruin your body in a sense but suffer. not really suffer just suffer. suffer that's what I mean yeah suffer just suffer through this like how long are they like an hour or two hours or something like that uh you know it just depends what kind of Spartan race you're running man I think the longest race that uh, I've ever ran was maybe okay. about nine and a half hours oh I was very under okay so uh, like, how do you how do you just do you just sit there and just like listen to music or something how do you prepare for that so that's a good question. I think that uh, I'll, I'll give you my, my secret. This is my secret sauce. You can't tell anybody. I'll just play okay. it on your podcast, bro. But uh, my secret sauce is every night before a Spartan race, I watch the movie 300. Yeah, have you seen the movie 300? Uh, I don't think so. But I think oh, I know. bro. You've <laughs> no, got to see the movie 300. Uh, it's the Gladiator movie, right? With the Yeah, it's the Gladiator movie. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Like, they uh, – <laughs> It's like the dudes with like the with the uh, with like the loincloths and the the spears yeah, and the yeah. giant shields. Um, this is Sparta, right? This yeah, is uh -huh. yeah, 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 yeah. The okay. action, like the storyline, the Greek, uh, like all that stuff, man. It's it's it, it'll get you pumped up, and you you about to go to war. And so that's part of it, man. You know, I watch. It's a tradition now. I um, everybody actually knows that the races with me. So we um, we put over probably two thousand athletes through some type of competition like Spartan. And so, uh, and we travel with our athletes and we compete ourselves. Uh, and I'm talking about me, my wife, Heidi, 
and then a bunch of our coaches. I think every one of our coaches is active in some way like that. Um, so sometimes we'll get like a big uh, Airbnb with like 20 of our members or something like that. And then we all go to war the next morning. But everybody knows like, oh, hey, jo jo Josh is watching 300. Let him, let him, get, let him get focused. And then um, that's something else, man. You probably know me. I have a little bit of energy in the gym. But um, when yeah. I compete, I'm, I'm pretty quiet, dude. I, uh, I've always been that way. I, I go internal when it's, when it's game time. And when it's game time, what I like to do is I, whether I've got music on, sometimes I like some music, uh, you know, some, some hard hip hop, some, uh, uh, I got like some classics, like some ACDC, uh, Thunderstruck and some other stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. some, some Phil Collins uh, in Whoa, the air okay. kind of stuff, right? So I do a little bit of that. But um, when it's game time and I start to go internal, I start to, to see in my head and I start to feel in my body working through the things that I'm about to do, right? I see the race before it happens. And um, a lot of times you get a course map like the day or two before the race is about to start. So you get an idea. And sometimes they classify some of the obstacles so you don't always know every obstacle. I think they just started changing that in the last year. So now you can maybe see most of them, but it depends what race you're running. Um, but getting a course map, I just kind of study the course map a little bit. And then I kind of map out my strategy, my plan of action. And then, uh, then I just, then I just pray. I pray that that goes the way I was planning in my head. Mm -hmm. Cool. For sure. And then, um, so when you first opened fitness on fire, what was, what was like the first like two months? Like, like where was it a struggle or was it instant success? Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's fair, man. And I appreciate you even saying success, man. You know, uh, every day is a grind for an entrepreneur. Every day is a grind. There's, there's every day, there's a roller coaster. An example, <laughs> an example is on Monday, I met with my staff this week, my leaders, and we're having a record setting sales month at the start of July, 2020. And we're like, oh, dude, wow. we're back in the game. We're doing the thing. And then two hours later, they shut gyms down again. It's like, gosh, like, come on. Right. So every day is up and down as an entrepreneur. And um, I don't know, man, I think a business is a little bit more like a tree. I feel like uh, you don't get, you don't get all the fruit the first day that you plant the tree. Like you're just watering the plant. But exactly. if you really understand the science of it, it's like, if I, if I water that tree every day, there's gonna, there's, if I water that plant, there's gonna be a tree. If it's an apple tree and I water it long enough, I take care of it, it's gonna have apples. Right. So I never once think about not planting, the, not watering the tree. I never yeah. once think about like just cutting it down because it's not growing fast enough. Right. I just very simply focus on the next thing, which is making sure it's got its sunlight, making sure it's got its water. So fitness on fire is like that, man. I treat my business like that every day. I do little things that I know are like watering my business that one day means that I'm going to have an incredible amount of fruit. And we have more fruit today than we've ever had, but we've been around longer than we've ever been. Right. Yeah. So the first two months of the business, um, it's like it's like when you plant your seed and you're watering the, the soil and you're not really sure if it's even growing or if the, it's going to come out of the soil or not. Right. Yeah. And then honestly, it was like that for probably about the first two years. And then mm. probably around the two year mark, all of a sudden, this little green thing starts coming out of the ground. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. We got a tree. We got a tree. <laughs> right now we just got to keep watering it. So then you yeah. keep watering that tree. And uh, I would say today, I feel like we've got at least a. I mean, we can make like an apple pie or something like that. We got to decent. We got some fruit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then um, what, I know you kind of mentioned it earlier. You really want to help people and, and set up people to get success. But if you could just like go more in depth with like your mission with Fitness on Fire, that'd be great. 
Yeah, so uh, Fitness on Fire's mission is to create a safe place for growth and self-development for people. We help mm-hmm. people improve their quality of life through creating purposeful relationships and by becoming the healthiest and the strongest version of themselves. That is Fitness on Fire's actual mission statement that I just gave you, right? Oh, wow. So I'll break that down for a second, right? We're a safe place for growth and self-development. I told you that earlier. I told you that um, what I love the most about what, where football took me in my life is it introduced me to fitness. And fitness introduced me to success principles. Success principles are some of the things that I'm talking about right now. Planting a, planting a seed, watering it every day until it grows into a tree. That's a success principle. That doesn't happen yeah. with trees. That happens in any anything that you do. There's a there's a there's an underlying moral behind that, right? Mm-hmm. So I use fitness and exercise as a vehicle to help people discover success principles, to help them learn how to work on themselves, to help them have a safe place to do that, to give people yeah. encouragement to help people feel good. When people walk into Fitness on Fire, it doesn't matter how bad of a day they've had, they always walk out of Fitness on Fire with a smile. We, we sometimes walk out as part of people's day. Mm-hmm. That's serious business, right? And we yeah. encourage people. Um, every day when we do our basketball training with you guys, we do mindset yeah. training, right? We're not just doing yeah. workouts. We're learning about success principles. I read yeah. you guys books sometimes. I recommend books for my mm-hmm. athletes, right? So it's about growth and self-development. And then from there, it's about relationships. We talk about, actually, it's on my shirt right here. Everybody loves everybody. Um, There's no animosity allowed at Fitness on Fire. Very simply, uh, we have one rule, and that's that everybody loves everybody. When you guys come to Fitness on Fire, whoever it is, you guys got to get along. And getting along doesn't mean that we all agree on the same thing. All right, that would be easy. That's easy. Oh, you and I get along because we agree on stuff? Oh, dude, you're my best friend. I'm your best friend. It's not about that. It's about being bigger than that. It's about when you don't agree with me, when I don't agree with you, what I can do is I can come to an agreement that while we're in this space, that doesn't matter. We're just here to get better. So let's enjoy the time together now. I accept you for who you are. You accept me for who I am. Let's get better today. Right? Exactly. So Fire teaches community and relationships and those kind of things. And then it's also mentioned in there, I like strength, man. Strong is useful. I think every you, I think for somebody to go through their entire life and not understand what their body's capable of is a shame. It's a darn yeah. shame. So that mm-hmm. means that, man, there's something really exciting for me to help people um, discover their strength, their power, their, um, their tenacity, whatever it takes for them to get where they're trying to go in their life. And then for if sure. I wrapped all that up, I'd also say that um, I'm very passionate about creating jobs for coaches because I think coaches are the agent that make all the things that I just said happen. I lead a staff of coaches. I lead a a superhero army of incredible coaches and trainers. And then they go out and they touch the lives of a lot of people passing Mm -hmm. those principles I just talked to you about. Yeah, definitely. And um, so I know you've kind of, you talk about Tim Grover a lot, Michael Jordan's trainer. Mm -hmm. So is that, would you say that's your, your idol or someone you try to take from and look up to, or, or do you just like his mindset and his, and like his books and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, Tim Grover's, uh, he's an incredible leader, man. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I have a few leaders that are heroes, but I definitely like a lot of Tim Grover's stuff. Um, I've used a lot of his actual training programs. And then um, I actually really like his book called Relentless. And Relentless isn't his training program. Uh, Jump Attack is one of his most famous training programs. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different book. But Relentless talks about the mindset behind some of the greatest athletes of all time. So I love mm-hmm. the book. Um, but I like, I like a lot of leaders, man. So I have a lot of different uh, role models or idols. And um, 
I would say that I would be careful not to have too many because it can get confusing when you're following all these different thought leaders. But I would mm -hmm. definitely say like, uh, I've got maybe like five or six authors that I really stick to. And those people, um, I've kind of vetted them at this point. It's like, oh, I trust at this point what he's saying is true. And so I'll yep. kind of stick to that kind of thinking for the most part. And that, that helps. Definitely. And um, you said you kind of mentioned you have some other um, kind of idols in that form. So who would you say is like the, the not inspired to be, but like the top three people that you would try to replicate um, your mission or your kind of culture with? So um, one's old school, man. Uh, this one, this goes way back. This is Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill is uh, one of the first like success authors. And he wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow yeah. Rich changed my life forever. Think and Grow Rich is probably the greatest self-development book ever. And then there's one audio book of Napoleon Hill actually speaking to a live audience. And it's the only one I think that he actually is, uh, they ever recorded of him. But Napoleon Hill, by the way, that book was written like 1920 or something like that. It's a super old book. But well, he talks about the principles behind yeah. manifesting your, your, um, your purpose and, 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 mm -hmm. and bringing your purpose to life. And the fact that that is also a principle to follow, just like planting a seed and watering and all that stuff. So William yeah. um, Hill is probably one of my favorites. Uh, Todd Durkin is a, um, one of my coaches and mentors. I'm, in the, I'm actually in his mastermind. I go to retreats with his mastermind uh, two times a year. He's a coach that I have access to. I call and I speak with sometimes. He runs one of the best gyms. And uh, I, think, uh, I think Muscle and Fitness named uh, his gym one of the top 10, 10 gyms in America. He uh, trained Drew Brees, uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. He's, uh, their gym sponsored by Under Armour. Like, he's, uh, he's got a really yeah. cool career as a trainer. And um, mm -hmm. he's like Jack LaLanne Award of, the, of 2018 or something like that, which is like one of the most lucrative awards in fitness. Um, but Todd was one of the first guys I followed that showed me that a personal trainer could make a living doing what we do. Um, yeah. Before that, I used to watch trainers. I, th I, was, I thought it was like a starving artist thing. I thought you had to be broke if you want to be a personal trainer. And then, uh, then uh, sure enough, man, I saw Todd, and he, he's one of the first, like, gym owners that made running a gym look cool. So I followed mm -hmm. him for maybe uh, five years before I actually got to meet him in person. And then um, it's been five years since then or six years since then um, that yeah. I've been trying to build a culture that maybe one day can rival the culture at uh, Fitness Quest 10, which is his gym. Mm -hmm. right those are two uh two two hero leaders that i have um yeah. i'll go grant cardone for number three grant oh, yeah. cardone is another one if you're unfamiliar he has a book called the 10x rule and the mm -hmm. 10x rule grant cardone he just he's a he uh he thinks that the point of the book 10x it's like take 10 times the action you think you're going to need set 10 times the goal that you want to set and expect this to be 10 times harder than you ever expected. That's how that guy's mind works. It's yeah. on 10 times volume. So um, also mm -hmm. something I think is interesting is I'm talking to you. I'm realizing um, all of these people that I'm talking about have also signed up for their programs or their coaching to further my development with them. So Grant Cardone does sales training for Fitness on Fire. So I'm a part of his organization now. I'm a part of Todd's organization. And I've invested in so many Napoleon Hill's uh, um books and audios and those kind of things so that might be my message to you as you're asking about leaders is about maybe find a couple of them and like plug in plug into whatever they're doing yeah. if you really like what they're they're moving you towards plug in and i think you're going to see people are going to start plugging into your podcast man i think that um what you're doing here 
uh, the message that you're delivering. I was listening. Uh, I was listening. And I'm so sorry. I'm going to forget the names already. But I was listening They're to good. your teacher um, that was, uh, was an actress and uh, an oh, yeah. inspiring story. Right. Listen to her story. I was also listening to uh, the, the pastor, uh, Mr. Davis. Uh, Dr. Woods. Yeah. Dr. Woods. Thank you. And uh, Dr. Woods was uh, just an inspiring story, man. So you keep getting leaders like this on your podcast and you're going to see people are going to plug into you and your leadership. And as you grow, you're getting a chance to be in front of cool leaders, man. That's a cool gig. I'm excited about this podcast for you, Jalen. Good job. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's, that was, that's great to hear. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, so what, what do you feel inspires you to keep, keep growing and keep building upon what you started? Just purpose, man. Purpose. Yeah. I believe I was put on this earth to uplift other people, man. I believe I was on. The, I was put on this earth to um, to show the way to coaches and trainers and to help them uplift and 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 uh, inspire people. And then um, yeah. on top of that, man, I I want to leave a legacy, man. I want to I want to look back at my life and I want to know that um, that I that I helped somebody, that I touched someone. That, uh, that I made a difference in this world, that I left a mark of some kind, right? And I think we yeah. all want that in some ways. Some of us just don't mm -hmm. have to voice it. But um, that's it, man. And that's a good life lived. If you're helping other people, you're inspiring, you're uplifting, um, you're giving of yourself as much as you can. Um, mm -hmm. It's exhausting some days, but it's, uh, it's worth it every time. Yeah, I bet. And um, how has, the, how has um, like the coronavirus kind of changed has it changed your like your the plan of business at all, or have you kind of adapted to it and improved on what what's what has happened pre um, pre quarantine and whatnot? Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, uh, coronavirus was definitely something different. Uh, mm -hmm. But we, uh, gosh, it's so crazy. We talked about up and downs as entrepreneurs. Um, so we we just won an award uh, in February of 2020, February this year. Uh, we won the Best of Irvine Award, which is something I've always wanted for my gym. Uh, it's a big, uh, big trophy that goes up in the gym. It's a uh, best of 2020. So we're celebrating that. We just celebrated our fifth five-year anniversary as a brick and mortar. And that was on March 14th of 2020. And then on March 16th, uh, we got shut down. <laughs> Coronavirus shut down gyms, right? And everyone went in their stay-at-home stuff. So I asked the members, like, hey, give us a day to figure this out. And then me and the team, we got on these Zoom calls and we started doing Zoom meeting. Uh, we actually had a probably an eight hour day on the 17th, trying to figure out how we were gonna help and serve people still as a, as a, as a trainer, um, staff and, and, uh, and team. So yeah. on March 18th, we launched with four live virtual Zoom classes a day. Mm -hmm. um, and we've kept that going since the quarantine started. So it's crazy because we also record those workouts and we put them into an on-demand app and we have over 300 workouts just from yeah. quarantine. So crazy. But it mm -hmm. gave people a chance to stay connected and to plug into something. And then uh, we were able to pick up Zoom workouts with Pacifica and make sure that we kept our, our, our youth athletes moving a little bit. We did a couple live, uh, yeah. live um, afternoon workouts for the community Pacifica, mm -hmm. which was a blessing and a really cool opportunity. We got a chance to continue working with the basketball team. We've worked a little bit with uh, – with the track athletes and a little bit with the women's ball, uh, basketball team as we're still figuring out this whole Zoom thing. So Zoom yeah. has been the biggest change to my business for sure. Mm -hmm. June 15th, they let us open the gym back up. And so we opened our gym back up without all of our group training programs, but we are doing a lot of private and semi-private training now. 
And then we're out in the parks. We're leading outdoor off-site workouts. Uh, again, we've got all the Zoom stuff going on still. And that's been just a big pivot for us overall. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff changing. But I guess the, the point of it all is be water, man. You, 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 can't, you can't control everything. So at the end of the day, there's two types of things in life. There's things you can and there's things you cannot control. Don't, like, don't get upset about the stuff you cannot control. You can't do anything about it. So I allow myself maybe yeah. like two minutes to be mad. I'll even mm -hmm. set a timer sometimes. I'll set a timer and I'm mad for two minutes. I'll scream, I'll cry, I'll go punch on a punching bag, I'll go slam some battle ropes or I'll go run real hard. And then when I come back and I do that's all up, then I gotta ask myself, what now? What's next? Now what? Mm -hmm. Gotta keep moving. Yeah. Gotta keep exactly. moving. And um, when you just have that kind of mentality, like, dude, how do we create something now? What do we go? What's our next step? How do I keep moving? Um, you'll always find a way. You just got to ask good questions. You can't get wrapped up and feeling bad for yourself and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, man, we're, uh, we're water. We're, we're going with the flow and we're, we're making it happen. And honestly, uh, I'm really proud to say that we haven't lost a single coach throughout this pandemic. We haven't lost a single staff member. And uh, we kept our team working through this entire, this entire four or five month period. And that's a lot mm -hmm. more to say than most businesses can say right now. Yeah, definitely. And um, so what do you think, what do you hope rather is the, uh, is the future for this? Uh, so sorry, my dude, you broke out Hello? for just a little bit. <laughs> Repeat that question one more time. Um, so what do you hope is the future for Fitness on Fire? Yeah, man. Um, so Fitness on Fire is a world-class personal training facility today. Um, I'm very proud of where we're at today. I'm proud of the jobs that we create for coaches. I'm proud of the opportunity to get to work with youth athletes and sports performance that we get a chance to work with. Um, Pacifica Christian High School is one of the best blessings that I've had at Fitness on Fire. It's been an incredible opportunity. Yeah. Um, so I'm blessed every day to get to do what I get to do. Mm -hmm. If I woke up tomorrow and nothing changed, and I got to do what I get to do today, um, I'm living my purpose and my dream. What else do I hope will happen for Fitness on mm -hmm. Fire? I hope we continue to grow so we can just create more jobs and more opportunities. I think we, um, I also mm -hmm. want to continue to grow some of our online stuff, some of our virtual platforms, uh, kind of clean that up a little bit, make it a little bit better of our product and we're working on some stuff for that so that's probably what you'll see from us in the next year is a a crystallized product for our virtual training but um other than that man just keep doing the thing and uh, changing people's lives through personal training exactly and um do you kind of wish you stuck with us sports i know we kind of talked about it earlier again but do you did you would you rather just see how, what that would have been like to be a professional athlete or would you say you're satisfied where we're with, uh, excuse me, where with you, uh, where you are now, pretty much? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, man. Um, when you're in the sport and you're playing, it's like, that's the only thing that matters. That's all I can see myself doing. But um, I'm not sure that's always God's plan. I think our plans are sometimes different than God's plan, right? I think that, yeah, you know, um, gosh, dude, I, I feel like my journey is my journey. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't really have, again, going back to this whole control thing, like things you can, things you can, cannot control, you know, I can't really control how that all went, but, um, I know I'm getting a chance to build the life of my dreams right now. And, yeah. um, I'm happy. I'm healthy, man. I feel good. I, 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 before I hopped on this podcast with you, I put down like a six mile trail run, just, uh, just, uh, do it real quick so I can get a workout in. Um, mm -hmm. 
I get a chance to work out every day. I'm probably faster and stronger than I was when I played college football. So that's interesting. Um, so all those things being said, man, I, uh, they have this joke about the NFL, meaning not for long. Um, most of those guys don't make it out with their knees or their neck or their, their, their brains. A lot of these guys have these traumatic brain injuries and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think I'm absolutely happy with how it all worked out, man, for sure. That's great. I really appreciate you coming on. It's been a, it's been a great conversation and, um, really appreciate this. Thank you so much. For sure, Jalen. Thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate you. Great job on your podcast, buddy. Keep it going. Of course. Appreciate it. The Clown with Jalen is hosted by Jalen Morris Orkin, produced by Mitch Bonson, and the music is done by Bowden Ford. For business inquiries, please contact us at theclimbwithj at gmail.com. That's theclimbwithjae at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.